Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Super Bowl Monday. Bill Ryder with you. What, what a game. What a game in Las Vegas last night. Kansas City Chiefs, again, are Super Bowl champions. We are used to saying it. You better remain used to that reality. There are more coming in the years ahead. It is Patrick Mahomes' universe, and we are lucky to operate in it. We will talk Super Bowl the entirety of the show for the whole show. We'll get into, look, Brock Purdy was outstanding despite the loss. Don't get it twisted. That dude out of Iowa That Mr. Irrelevant is going to be relevant for a long time. Whatever doubts, whatever doubters, whatever qualms, whatever questions, he's the real deal. Don't tell me he's just part of a Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan system. Speaking of Kyle Shanahan, look, man, I don't think reincarnation's real. I don't really know. I guess even if it were, I can't pretend to be be positive that, that doing something you shouldn't do in a past life leads to problems in the next life. But if so, I don't want to know what that man did to people last time around. Wow. Yet again, fairly big lead late in the game. Two-possession lead, 10-point lead. And yet again comes up on the wrong end of Super Bowl elation and heartache. We'll talk about Mr. Shanahan. Uh, Andy Reid's legacy, set in stone, growing, on the Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it. We will talk about that. We'll have Ephraim Salam come by and visit with us. Ephraim, longtime NFL player. And... Ephraim played in and lost a Super Bowl. So when you saw after the game, after that overtime win by the Chiefs 25-22, when you saw a few of those Niners just still sitting on the bench, confetti falling in their hair, darkness, sadness, disappointment, heartache permeating from their blank, stony-faced expressions, Ephraim's been through that. We're going to ask him about it and how you try to get back from that next year. How you just deal with it in the moment. We'll do buy or sell with Pretty Daddy. We'll talk, you guessed it, about Tay-Tay. I actually think they didn't show her enough. They tried at the end. My employer, CBS, almost never does anything wrong. They are perfect. Thank you for employing me. However, might have shown Taylor a few more times. And I, I don't, you know what, there's a pair. I don't understand, I don't understand the halftime show. I have never had the same view as everyone else. Didn't love it. Okay? Didn't love it. 
but apparently it was the greatest halftime show ever and the most romantic halftime show ever. Speaking of which, something romantic might have happened over the weekend, but it's not mine to share. So I'm just going to leave it there. If somebody wants to share it, if Pretty Daddy, for example, wants to share it, Tom DeCelestino, he can. Look, we tried to tell you on Friday, and the same truth remains in place today. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. We, or I should say some of you, just may not know it yet. I know it. I think the Niners know it. I think Kyle Shanahan, that dude has lost three Super Bowls, two as a head coach. And he's lost to Brady once and to Mahomes twice. You you think he doesn't understand the painful reality of getting in the way of an all-time great? I think it was on Friday that I told you that Mahomes is the devourer of worlds and legacies. And he did it again last night. And at the end of the game, let me skip to the very, very end, because there were so many moments when the Niners could have won that football game. Remember, there was a third and short at the end of regulation where had, really, was, I think it was second and four to start this, this set of downs, where had the Niners gotten a first down right at the two-minute warning, they basically had enough clock to wear down the clock kick a field goal, and win the Super Bowl, and win the football game. And that obviously doesn't include the reality that over the course of that first overtime, where where both teams, I'm sure you know this, but this isn't like the regular season, both teams get the ball in effect. So if you score a touchdown at the start of overtime, you don't win. Both teams get the football. If somebody's winning after both teams have possession or the defense, the first team that's on defense somehow has a pick six or picks up a fumble, takes it back, that's ball game. Otherwise, you just play. Right, They each get a shot at it, and if it's tied 7-7 or 3-3, they both play. So when the Niners took that, that, that ball the first, at the very first start of overtime, and it looked like the Chiefs defense, who were exhausted, obviously, and were operating on pure adrenaline, it appeared to stop them, and there was a defensive holding play that basically reset, it would have been third and long, reset the Niners. The Niners went right down the field. It went right down to the red zone. And then again, had the opportunity to just put, not the game away, but to put so much pressure on the Chiefs. And they could not get into the end zone. Had to settle for a field goal, you know, the rest. Eventually Mahomes comes down, operates on a fourth and one, runs the ball to the right, operates again, sort of working his way down the field, has a long, he was a leading Patrick Mahomes rush, rusher for his team, by the way, down the middle of the field on a different play. All of it is what you say, Christian McCaffrey coughed up the, a ball. There was a blocked field goal. It was actually an extra point, excuse me. Uh, a blocked extra point that was critical. We're really looking at the kicker. It was a good snap. They showed it. He just kicked it low, and the Chiefs, who do a good job of this across all facets of their game, got their hands up. There were so many mistakes, so many mistakes. Christian McCaffrey had a fumble early in the game. Kyle Shanahan, as he tends to, I thought, coached a little tight. Hell, the Niners took the ball, decided to receive the ball in overtime when you don't actually have to. It was all the Mahomes effect. It was all the, the specter and the fear and the difficulty of Patrick Mahomes and his presence and the fact that he's there. The guy is a machine. And I'll give you a, a reminder of how unlikely this Chiefs season was in a moment. This was supposed to be the year, if you were going to beat the Chiefs, that, that the Chiefs were going to be taken down. This was supposed to be the most vulnerable Chiefs season of their run. They've won three of the last five Super Bowls. They've made, as you know, every AFC championship game under Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes now has three titles to his name. Half of the seasons that he has started in the National Football League have ended in a Super Bowl win. He's the best to ever do it. And he doesn't have the numbers yet. I got it. Yep. 
He's got to get to seven. He's only at three. Okay. He's 28 years old. He's ahead of Tom Brady, where Tom Brady was this time in his career. And I'm going to quote George Sedano, who does radio here in L.A., because it's a great point. There's so much good information out there. People are making the point, well, you lost to to Brady in the Super Bowl, and you lost to Brady in the AFC Championship game. But if head-to-head were the decisive factor on all-time greatness, Eli Manning would be the better quarterback than Tom Brady. It's It's a good point by Sedano. Let me just remind you that there's so many ways that I could point to you on why Mahomes is ridiculous and inevitable. And I don't want to sleep on the Chiefs' defense. They played really, really well. And it was really cool that McCole Hardman, who, remember, was a Jet and basically got, got cut and then went to the Kansas City Chiefs, scored the winning touchdown. And not just that, Hardman had that really long catch down basically the, the center of the field. There weren't many of them to kind of open up a little bit things for the Chiefs. Chiefs were down 10 points again. Chiefs were basically unable to score in the first half. They got a field goal at the very, very, very end, almost shut out in the first half. They were not just down 10-3 in the first half. And again, credit Credit, big time, credit that defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a Chiefs team that were dominated by the Niners for huge, huge stretches of the game. Huge stretches of the game. And yet Mahomes did what he always does. He, he found a way to win. And remember, at the end of the game, when the Niners in overtime have a chance to score a touchdown, don't kick a field goal, and give the ball to the Chiefs, Not only did Patrick Mahomes have to navigate the pressure and the stress of that moment. And I texted Pretty Daddy, the executive producer, to say something along the lines of, it's goat time. But then it struck me when I said it, like, man, that is a lot of pressure. Like, just the idea that if you don't complete this one drive against a defense that has dominated over huge stretches of the game where Bosa has continuously gotten to the outside and boxed in Mahomes or, or hassled him outside of the pocket, but not in the typical way that we're used to where Mahomes is able to kind of do fancy things. Even Chase Young was sensational in that game. I mean, this was a complete effort defensively by the Niners. As if that's not enough, and the specter of that's not enough, and the pressure's not enough, remember that Mahomes received several snaps on that final drive at his feet. The pressure got to his center, right? The stress of it, everything's on the line, the nerves of it. One to the point where Mahomes, it was at his feet, where Mahomes got his fingers on it, dropped it. His running back almost went for it. Mahomes picked it up and then threw it away. And I think that was the play where it was intentional grounding because he, he wasn't able to get back to the line of scrimmage. Again and again, they put him under, his own team under duress. And hell, there was, <laughs> there was a moment where his receiver caught the ball for what would have been like, I don't know, second and three or second and four, and he just ran back 10 yards. So it was second and 13. On the game-winning drive, on the game-winning drive, Patrick, where, where if you, if obviously it's four-down territory at every single step of the way. If you don't get a first down, I was trying to explain to my wife and my kids, which I really enjoy. I like watching one of the most riveting, stressful Super Bowls of all time, and my kids were born in Kansas City. I, 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 I know Clark Hunt a little bit. We had him on the show last year, right? I, we're Chiefs fans in the family. Every, my whole family's Chiefs fans. They love Mahomes. They love Taylor Swift. My kids are born there. I like explaining the overtime rules to my family as I'm trying to watch the game while my wife unendingly asks question after question after question after question after question. And I was trying to explain to my daughter who doesn't really get it. Like, yeah, yeah, you get four downs to get to that yellow line, and if you get there, it reset. Okay. And when and things would happen, and Madeline would say, was that good or bad for us? And I'd say, that was good. That was bad. 
when the guy caught the ball and then, and then decided to run back 10 yards to make it second and 13 instead of second and short on the critical drive, uh, the answer was that's bad for us. It's not good for us. And still Mahomes was able to rise above that and get it done. It is hard to sleep on. It is hard to overstate the ridiculous greatness of what he just accomplished and the reality that Mahomes is the best that we've ever seen to do it. I don't have a good analogy for you other than imagine Tiger midway through his career not having passed Jack, just saying, I quit. He'd still be the best we've ever seen do it. And Mahomes isn't doing that, obviously. But he is the GOAT. It, it, it's inevitable. We, it, you may not know it yet. There may not be the numbers for you to believe it yet. That's where we are. Think about this. Patrick Mahomes is 9-2 and two in the playoffs when trailing by seven or more points. In every Super Bowl he has played in, which, by the way, is four. The man is 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl. He has been down by ten or more points. So he has won three Super Bowls, including last night, when he's been down by ten points or more points. That is astounding. Travis Kelsey, who was huge in the second half and had a huge play, huge plays at the end of the game, had a what a single catch, I think it was, in the first half. Which is why he went full rager. Kansas City Rager on, on Andy Reid and almost knocked him over, which again, not trying to criticize my employer. Let's talk about it maybe a little more. I don't know. Let's just like bring it up a couple times. That, that's me. That's what I would do. Uh, there's a guy named Warren Sharp on Twitter. Again, I, I want to give credit where it's due, at Sharp Football, that had a tweet that smacked me in the face last night. I mean, I was sitting there consuming information, watching multiple shows, and then my face hurt. I realized I've been slapped in the face by Twitter X. And he pointed out this is supposed to be the Chiefs' most vulnerable year. And I just want to go through some of this because, to me, it speaks to the ridiculous ability of Mahomes to win regardless of limitations. I know those limitations are limited because they still have Patrick Mahomes, but this was supposed to be the year, according to, uh, as Mr. Sharp pointed out, where it was easiest to, to derail the Chiefs. Mahomes was the most expensive cap hit in the National Football League at $37 million, which means in fancy terms, having him on the, on the team was the most restrictive it will be under the course of this contract and other guys you could surround him with, which was pretty evident by his wide receivers. He's also the only cornerback in the history of the NFL to win a Super Bowl in which he was the cap, where that was the reality, where that cap hit was that reality. Remember, the offensive line was banged up. It wasn't great. His wide receiver one was a rookie. They were forced, and I had not remembered this, to play six straight games at a rest disadvantage from weeks 12 to 17. After a pretty shaky start, that's the only time a team had to do that in NFL history. They went to Germany for a game. They didn't get a first-round bye. They had to play on the road, starting in the division around as an underdog. Under, by the way, Mahomes sort of called out everybody. We're not underdogs. We know, big guy. I bet him on the money line. I'm not even sure how I did last night because the Super Bowl, you make 181 bets. You just look in the, I haven't looked yet. I did win that bet. They had to play on the road in the conference championship game as an underdog. They were underdogs in this Super Bowl. It's the toughest path to a Super Bowl based on strengths of opponent faced ever in the history of the National Football League. And let, let, let me add something. The Chiefs defense has been great this year. Their second half defense has been great this year. But this was a Chiefs team. This is a Chiefs team that until last night was supposed to be hyper vulnerable to the run game. And the Niners' ability with McCaffrey and really Debo and just the entirety of that team. By the way, Purdy can use his legs too. Was supposed to be a huge weakness for Kansas City. Instead, they held the most dynamic football player on earth, not named Mahomes, maybe, Christian McCaffrey, to 
rushing yards per attempt. They were, the Chiefs, extraordinary. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Since 2019, when trailing by 10 or more points in the playoffs, every team not named the Kansas City Chiefs is 6-48. and 48. You're down by 10 or more. It's the playoffs. You're any team in the NFL not named the Chiefs. You are 6. I want you to remember that, that, that number, 6-48. and 48. Out of 54 games, there's been 6 wins. Unless you factor in the Chiefs, then the number nearly doubles. The Chiefs are 5-1 in the playoffs when down by 10 or more. And, and not to overstate the obvious, but what do you do when you're down in a football game? You throw the damn football. In fact, in the second half, when they finally just... Because at, at, at a point in the game, late in the first half, Mahomes had six passing attempts. They were so conservative with Mahomes. And, and to be fair, the Niners got to him, they hassled him, they harried him. Never seen anything like it. Not captive of the moment. I'm not overreacting. Poor Troy Aikman, right? Like, have you seen this tweet that's out there talking to me when he's got 33% of my Super Bowl wins? Look, I don't. I was in the Tonight Show over the weekend, okay? My bad take on Jalen Brunson was used to, among 30 others, three, two others, sorry, two others, three of us, uh, and Jalen Brunson was very gracious. We get stuff wrong. It's hard to see that level of greatness. Hell, it's hard to see the level of greatness in guys like Brunson or, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, who fell in the draft. Mahomes is another thing. He's another beast. He's another animal. We're going to talk about this game the entirety of the show. And if you've got to take 855-2124-CBS. But my God, what Mahomes did at the end of that game to send it to overtime. Remember, he doesn't have a drive there or down three. What Mahomes did in overtime, facing that fourth and one where he ran the ball. I literally held my breath. Tom, pretty daddy, was texting me that he was pacing the floor. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, forget like all the stats I give you about how Mahomes is the GOAT. He made Tom DeCelestino feel something emotionally. I mean, that is incredible. (laughs) That is incredible. Tommy's a Chiefs fan now. All right, we'll get to Tommy's emotions. I do want to give Brock Purdy some flowers. I know that that they're going to feel bittersweet, or maybe just bitter. But I thought Brock Purdy was outstanding. We're going to talk about Andy Reid. We're going to get into Kyle Shanahan. We have so many things to get into. But let's get to the other quarterback and why going up against Mahomes ain't fair and it ends the way normally. Normally it ends the way that it ended last night. But Purdy still should be able to hold his head high and believe in what he can do going forward. Lots of Super Bowl talk continuing here on CBS Sports Radio. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's Bill Ryder, and people can't stop listening. Rocks are weird, man. Parts of the earth just sitting around. They are. I mean, it's just an interesting thing. It's a chunk of earth just sitting there. It's Ryder than you with Bill Ryder. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Smart as a rock. Yeah, smart as a rock, based on that rejoin. Look, we have a lot to get into, and if you want to join the conversation, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, 855-2124-CBS. He from Salam's going to help us in about 30 or 40 minutes. Man, Brock Purdy was so good. Oh, before that, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. You all right? You got, you got, dude. <laughs> what do I do now? I just think it's funny that you're you're Mr. Emotionless, you're Mr. Stubborn, you're Mr. Everything's Worthless, but you are into the Chiefs. Mahomes melted that, that uh, ice-cold heart of yours, sports art. It's a good thing that I wasn't out there on the field that I don't have the talent to be, but man, was I nervous. I had so many emotions. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was walking around my living room, behind my couch, in front of my couch, just like peeking through my fingers, trying to look at the TV. Like, that That was a lot. That was a lot last night. It, so this is how I know. I, look, I like the Chiefs, and I covered the Chiefs for a long time, and I like, as I've said, Clark Hunt, and my kids lived in Kansas City, so that's a, we're born there. That's that's their team. The reason I'm, I know I'm not a true fan, I'm just not, I mean, I respect what they do, is because watching the game, I, I really wanted the Chiefs to win, but I thought, oh, they got, they got two. They'll be fine if they don't. You got sucked into the real the fandom. Yeah, I mean, I got caught up in the moment. I mean, every play from, I don't know, mid-fourth quarter through the end of overtime was pressure-packed. Like, every play. Well, it was pressure-packed for the Niners, too, but you were no, sitting there rooting for it Kansas was, City. but, like, I, w- I wanted Kansas City to win, but, like... How many times have you been to Kansas City? Never. Never. Got it. Okay. So I can't want Kansas City to win just because I've never been there? I'm just asking questions to get information. Your fandom rules. The team that I really pro well, the Chiefs I have a connection to, but I'm from Iowa originally, went from Iowa, went to school in Missouri, ended up in Kansas City. Okay, and then ended up somehow on on this beautiful West Coast. So you should have been rooting for Purdy and George Kittle. That's what I'm trying to say there, man. Come on, Super Chiefs fan. Calm down. Are you still drunk from last night? No, no. From the champagne? Cleared out. I'm good. Did you drink last night? Did you give yourself a little a little scotch? I had two beers. Wow, you went crazy. Yeah. I let loose. You did let So as you pointed out, Brock Purdy, Iowa State player. George Kittle, Iowa player. I think Kittle, I'm pretty sure Kittle married a girl from Dubuque, Iowa. That could be wrong. But that's where I'm from, which would be a real connection. Waller High School, I think. Like, I'm like 53% sure. Look, I, I thought Purdy was awesome. And as the game went on, I was thinking to myself, all right, we're going to talk tomorrow about how good Purdy has been. And maybe, I never really thought the Niners were going to win. But I was. I, there were large stretches where I know I know that I was supposed to think the Niners were going to win. And the Niners were supposed to win. So my, my, my thinking around Brock was, don't forget when the Chiefs come back, how well he's played. Even if he throws an, an interception at the end, under the pressure, don't forget. And he did not do that. Didn't turn the ball over. Look, 23 of 38, 255 yards, a touchdown. The box score doesn't scream superstar, but he made some really big throws. When asked to lead his team down the field, he did it a couple times. The drive stalled, but remember, he's supposed to have all these weapons. He's supposed to have this run game. He's supposed to have all these other options and this genius coach. And some of it, I think, is that Shanahan got a little conservative. 
And a lot of it is that Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Spags' defense was, again, really, really good in critical moments. Two giant stops at the end of regulation, near the end of regulation, and at the start of overtime, where had that Niners team been able to pick up four or five yards in each of those cases, with a couple chances in each case, the Niners are probably Super Bowl champions. Purdy is now 24-7 and in his career in the regular season in the playoffs. The guy has thrown 50 touchdowns to 16 interceptions over the, over the course of his really early and really bright career. And in the playoffs, he's lost twice. Okay? One time to an injury. He went down to an injury last year in the NFC Championship game. Now, his team lost to the Eagles, but we didn't get to see it. And then he out-dueled the Chiefs for large stretches of the game, and he took Patrick Mahomes to overtime. And then he forced Mahomes when his coach, and I think a fairly boneheaded play. I'm not as outraged that the Niners took the ball first as everybody else. It's not great, but there's some reasons for it. We're going to get to it in 10 or 15 minutes. We'll get into the details. But having gotten the ball first, Purdy led his team down the field. They almost scored a touchdown. They didn't. They kicked a field goal. So Brock Purdy took Patrick Mahomes to overtime, and then he forced Mahomes to go the distance for a touchdown to win the game, which, because Patrick Mahomes is Mahomes, he did. By the way, Tom, I have I have another rule for you. I know you like these rules. I have another rule for you. You're not allowed to send me private notes like you came up with it, and you're this you know, pop culture savant that say Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. Having never seen a single Marvel movie, let alone the Avengers movies, let alone Endgame and Infinity War. And actually, it's... Infinity War is the first one. Endgame's the second. Do you even know the character who that's based on? A few, a few points there. A Do few, you know a, the character it's based on? Thanos. Thanos. Who, who's Thanos? I don't know. I all have. Right. Have I really consumed those movies? No. Have they been on in the background because they're on all the time on TNT and nope. TBS? Yes. Nope. You're yes. really argumentative today. I don't like this version of you. But I didn't. I, didn't I fixed take, your marriage. I <laughs> this is what I get. I didn't take credit for for texting the word inevitable. Mahomes inevitable. You don't get to use it. You don't get to use it. You don't get to spend four years saying, I'm not going to watch the stupid Marvels movies. And then, oh, he's inevitable Thanos. You don't get to use it. You don't get to use it. I don't get treated fairly. Are we... That is not true. Are we going to talk about how I saved your marriage? Yes or no? Uh, we can do that if you'd like. We can do it later. Okay. We'll do it now? Uh, whenever you'd like. All right. Look, Brock Purdy's great. Pretty Daddy's fine. That's that's basically... <laughs> that's the point of what I'm trying to give you. Um... But there's no re- in any sport, any competition, there can only be one. That's a Highlander reference, Tom. Do you want to use that? Who wants to live forever? No, just check. I'm just checking. I just want to be treated fairly. That's all. <laughs> okay. When you start saying hi to nuns on the street, when they say hi to you, we can talk about fairly. Okay. When Girl Scout troops from Iowa are lost in the big city and ask for directions, and I don't you have actually time respond, for that. nope, I don't have time. No, for that. I know you don't. Um, there's only there can only be one. And there's going to be inevitably somebody who loses, which is part of what is just stunning about Mahomes' continued ability to find a way to win these games when he's behind again and again. I, I know this is a eye-rolling cliche for some, but it, it's Jordan-esque, just in the sense of just, just you're supposed to lose, and he just does exactly what has to be done under the, the most extreme of, pre- extreme of, of, of pressure-packed moments. However, someone's got to be on the receiving end. I thought Purdy was really good. And I'm sure Purdy speaks for everybody that's gone up against 
this Chiefs team. Remember, the Chiefs had to go through Buffalo and Buffalo. They had to go through Baltimore and Baltimore. There are several teams that are watching at home. They're watching Brock Purdy after the game or how Shanahan fell to the expressions on those Niners' faces of shock and saying, yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, we got you. We've been there. We understand. Uh, this is what it sounds like. It's Brock Purdy. This is what it sounds like when Patrick Mahomes rips your soul from your chest on, in the Super Bowl. When you have a good offense like the Chiefs do and, and what Mahomes can do, um, you know, for us, it's, it's like, all right, we have to you know, score touchdowns. And um, we had opportunities to do so, I think. Shot ourselves in the foot with, you know, just penalties and the operations and, and stuff. So um, I got to be better um, in terms of, you know, leading the guys and, and just, you know, I think how I handle things in the huddle and telling them, telling them, you know, what to expect, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think we had the team, the offense to, to score touchdowns. And I think I failed to put our team in position to do that. Look, I respect it. And it's very, it's very Iowa, okay, Tom. It's humble. It it accepts the blame even when your teammate or your producer is the problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it, what it, uh, you know, it doesn't blame, you know, it doesn't blame Christian McCaffrey or or or, or Debo Samuel or Pretty Daddy. It just, it just takes the hits, okay. I didn't lose the Super Bowl. I didn't they, bump Andy Reid. I didn't take the ball first in overtime. What am I getting blamed for today? Look at you trying to draw all the stuff you want to be talking about. I I hear you. No, I'm, Pick, I, I'm catching all the heat you're here. You're doing great. You're the man for your time. I thought Purdy was. I thought Purdy was, was really good and really impressive. The problem has to be Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it's the same outcome again and again and again and again. And I want to get into both of these coaches because the line between true greatness and oh so close is razor thin. And for Andy Reid, remember, his, his his list of accomplishments, his resume that supports the three Super Bowls he's now won in the last five seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs is backed by some real success during his time with the Eagles. The guy was really, really good there, just couldn't get over the line. So we're going to put Andy Reid's legacy in perspective, and we're also going to go at a little bit Kyle Shanahan, give you some perspective on his in-game management. I think it was epitomized in a really painful way for Niners fans by his decision-making in overtime, certainly, certainly including receiving the ball. Some of his players didn't have the same preparation for overtime as Andy Reid's football team. So we're going to get into both of these coaches and why Reid was able to school Shanahan in the final conclusion, in part because of what each of those guys bring to the table. That conversation coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to Writer Than You. And you're mad at me. So if I did that to you, you'd be like, oh, oh, the travesty. Oh, man, I'm in marriage. I can't do anything right. Oh, I'm never going to my marriage again. Uh, uh. Sounds about right. Yeah, all right. As long as we're on the same page, pal. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. I know that you played that ironically on accident, but you realize that's how you've sounded the entire show, right? I just want to be treated fairly. If nothing else, I'm consistent. You're very consistent. You're you're, you're the man for your for your time and place. Uh, Andy Reid, by the way, what an absolute machine of a winner since he was able to find 
Patrick Mahomes or get Patrick Mahomes in that draft. Uh, Andy Reid, by the way, has reached the conference championship game 11 times in 25 seasons. That is astounding. Uh, five with the Eagles and all six with the Chiefs during all six of Mahomes's uh, attempts. Not all of Andy Reid's Chiefs' attempts. He was obviously there uh, before he drafted Patrick Mahomes. Super Bowl wins by a head coach, the most in NFL history. You ready? Bill Belichick has six. Chuck Knoll has four. Bill Walsh, Joe Gibbs, and Andrew Reid. That's what they called him on one of the postgame shows. Or his wife called him. Called him Andrew. It was very sweet. I have three. I got to tell you, maybe I'm crazy, but if Andy Reid gets to five, I think that there's a conversation about being on the level of Bill Belichick. It's not just a straight numbers game for me, given the fact that Tom Brady going somewhere else and winning a Super Bowl, I think undercut Belichick a little bit. And before you say, oh, Andy Reid's only one with only one with Patrick Mahomes. It's true. But if Bill Belichick were to go on in his next job, and I think he'll get one eventually, did not get one in this past cycle, and accomplish half of what Andy Reid accomplished with the Eagles and not win a Super Bowl, I think Belichick is the undisputed greatest of all time in the history of the sport. Andy Reid made five conference championship games with the Eagles. If Bill Belichick goes and coaches, you know, next year, I don't know, the Commanders or whoever the hell it is, it won't be the Commanders, whoever the hell it is, and makes two conference championship games and loses them, you'll say, okay, okay, what he did with the Patriots, the creation of Tom Brady, all right, he was a big part of that, all right, he can win without him, he didn't win the whole thing. Andy Reid made five conference championship games, had a chance at actual Super Bowl wins with the Eagles. He's got half the titles. He's got to get more. But does anyone doubt that he's going to get at least two more if he decides to keep coaching? Incredible, incredible performance by Andy Reid. Incredible, incredible ability to use and maximize what is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And by the way, to, to, to grow that quarterback, to give that quarterback the opportunity and the means and the position and the place and the culture to grow. We talk so often, and it's true, about quarterbacks who get ruined by going to certain organizations. And we could throw you so many guys, so many dudes who have failed. And, and maybe even throw you a guy who was on a Paramount Plus commercial yesterday. I actually like the Paramount Plus commercial where, where Captain Picard is trying to throw, what are you throwing at? Throwing like a cartoon child up a mountain? And, and people are kind of are pushing back. And Tua Tagovailoa just randomly in the, in the commercial. Tua was awful with Urban and has been really good with Mike McDaniel. And we'll see sort of how that progresses. The point is, who you have matters. And I think, especially if you're an offensive mind, and you take a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and I know some of this applies to Brady. It's not like, it's not like Brady set the world on, uh, on fire at Michigan or even started all of his Michigan games. But Mahomes was talented but underwhelming in college. And Reed brought him in and transformed him into the most ridiculous efficient winning machine we've seen in the history of the NFL in the first six seasons of any person ever starting. Mahomes has more Super Bowls through his first six years starting than Tom Brady had through his first six. Tom got six, two out of six. Mahomes has three out of six. A lot of that's about Andy Reid. On the other side of the equation is, is Kyle Shanahan, who, by the way, I, I do think is an offensive genius. And I do think is a massive, massive talent. But one of the skills that are are self-evident and obvious, but not universal for the truly great. And one of the defining things that separate in sports, and maybe life, but certainly sports, 
the would-be goats, the near goats, the actual greatest of all times, from those who could have been or were close, is the ability to function at that same level or a higher higher level under pressure. Navigating pressure is really hard. And it's not as simple as these guys are choke artists, even though I'll use that terminology and we all will. Because there is a skill and there should be praise for any of these players, any of these athletes, any of these coaches. And by the way, not just Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy or, or Tom Brady, Clayton Kershaw in one sport, James Harden or Michael Jordan in another sport, Tiger Woods in, a, in another sport. There is some, I think, credit due to getting yourself or your team to the place where the pressure mounts. The higher you go up that mountain, the higher the altitude, the more you feel it. But that doesn't mean just because you've earned a shot at greatness, that you've gotten your team to this pressure, that you're going to be able to handle it. And Kyle Shanahan can't handle it. That's the reality. That's the history. That's who the guy has been. And and I want to get into this overtime conversation, but I want to put it in a little bit of context. Now, context matters. As Tom celebrates and cheers like he's a chief, and he loves context. Kyle Shanahan is coaching both Super Bowls that went to overtime and lost. Now, one, he was the offensive coordinator with the Falcons. The other was last night. Shanahan has been to four NFC Championship games in seven seasons of San Francisco. That is an, and by the way, with a multitude of quarterbacks. That is an astounding accomplishment. And he has not won a Super Bowl. The fact that he's lost to Brady as a coordinator and to Mahomes twice as a head coach makes life a lot harder. It's you're going against the two greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport. But the fact is that there's something about Shanahan's teams that get a little tight, about about Shanahan that get a little tight, and, and that feel so close but able to get it done. Remember, it's not just that he lost these games. Up 28-3 as the coordinator against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, and up 10 against Mahomes in 2020 in the Chiefs, and up 10 pretty late yesterday against Mahomes and the Chiefs. And then you get to overtime, and you have this, this, this huge kerfuffle of a, of a, of a, of a, of a controversy. Because here's the deal. In the overtime rules, again, if you don't know, in the regular season, both teams get the ball unless the team that wins the coin flip and presumably takes the ball, you always take the ball, scores a touchdown. Score a touchdown, game's over. You kick a field goal in overtime in the regular, in the regular season, game keeps, keeps going. In the playoffs, and it should be this way the whole way. It's a better system. Last night, the way that it worked is that whether you chose to receive or you chose to defer the kickoff in overtime, you get the ball back. You get the ball back. You get you get a shot of the ball, I should say. The only way that the game ends without the without the opposing team's offense getting the ball is if the receiving team turns the ball over and it's a touchdown. Pick six, fumble recovery, whatever. So and there's different ways to look at this, okay? I people are aghast because the Niners won the coin flip and they chose to receive. And people are outraged. And there's logic on both sides. There really is. The logic of why you defer and the, I think, overarching sense around the NFL and fandom right now is the re- is that you, you defer because then you know what you have to do and you can utilize those fourth downs. The Chiefs knew on fourth and whatever they had to score a touchdown. And had they gotten to fourth and whatever within field goal range, they knew they had the advantage of knowing we have to go for it. That's not the advantage you have. I mean, the Niners actually got to fourth and relatively short. 
Did I say fourth and medium? No, we say fourth and long, we say fourth and short. Why can't we say fourth and medium in the National Football League? I think it makes sense. I'm going to do it. The Niners were at fourth and medium. I just made up a new term. And they kicked a field goal because they didn't know what was going to happen with the Chiefs. Now, there's a counterpoint to that. And Kyle Shanahan, I think, after the game, made a reasonable reminder. Remember, what it goes to sudden death if you get to the third possession. Made a reasonable reminder of, of his thinking. Uh, this is something we talked about with... You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. It makes sense, including because it just feels inevitable. Whatever you do, that's a Thanos reference. Inevitable. Tommy and I are big fans. Uh, it feels inevitable. <laughs> that Mahomes is going to lead his team to a touchdown. And if that's part of your reasoning, then maybe the real mistake by Shanahan was not going for it on fourth down when they had a chance. I don't mind the field goal. Because if you think it's inevitable that Mahomes is going to lead his team to a touchdown, let's say it's 99%, well, then it feels like it's 99.9999999 that he's going to lead his team to a field goal. I don't mind the way Shanahan operated over the course of that decision-making. But I think the real problem is that Shanahan, you hear there, is like, I, you know, we have, we have a lot of experience. Okay, man, you sound like you're overwhelmed in the postgame. Chris Jones, who was awesome in that game and had a huge quarterback hit rush on Purdy to force an overthrow in the end zone, by the way, I think gives some insight into Andy Reid's meticulousness and Andy Reid's preparation and the way that his Chiefs thought about this, the players. Because a bunch of Niners after the game said, right, we didn't know the rules, what do they put them on the Jumbotron? It's not their job to know, right? Defensive players for the Niners don't have to know and make the decision. But the idea that, that Andy Reid walked his team through it and that Chris Jones explained that reality, I think, speaks to how that coaching experience, that coaching greatness in Reid made sure his guys were prepared for what was going to happen, and everything, including that moment, was normalized before it occurred. Two weeks. For two weeks, we talked about the new overtime rule and how we was going to um, get a ball to the opponent. If we uh, if they scored, we was going for two at the end of the game. We kind of uh, rehearsed it, and um, yeah. I, I would have I deferred because I would have wanted to know whether or not I need to use my fourth downs. But I don't think it is the tragedy that everybody else thinks that it is. Because I'll go back to, and actually it takes a lot of guts, I think, for Andy Reid and, um, and that organization to, to have decided had they won the flip, they were going to defer. They, they were going to let the, the Niners receive first. Because remember, I, I bring this up all the time, one of the AFC Championship games that Mahomes lost, and really one of the Super Bowls he lost, is because the rules were different. There was a coin flip in the AFC Championship game. Brady got the ball and they scored a touchdown. So if you're the Chiefs, there, there, there's an experience of just the other team's offense being inevitable, in part because the Chiefs' defense was gas at the end of that game. They, I think, on, on pure adrenaline, were able to get on that first series, on that first set of downs for the Niners, the opportunity for, for, for third and long, but then there was, a, there was a defensive holding penalty, which was it was like they showed the replay, and it gave the Niners life. But those defenses were gas, man. They've been going at those offenses and trying to stop Mahomes and really trying to stop a Shanahan-coached offense is really hard and exasperating and exhausting. So I understand where, where you might just say to yourself, man, we're going to have trouble stopping these guys. But Reed had, had, had trust in Spags. It didn't matter because the, the Niners made the decision. To me, 
the real reality is that Shanahan can't and doesn't win these games. And by the way, is up in these games. I know it's not easy to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, 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 I get it. But he has the number one seed in the NFC. He has the most weapons by far of anybody on the damn football field. And you have to learn from your mistakes. This is not the first or the second time that Kyle Shanahan has been down, or excuse me, been up in a huge game against a team with a lot on the line, including the Kansas City Chiefs. Second time it's happened in a Super Bowl. And as we told you, there's a lot of tape on the Chiefs making comebacks and coming back and doing what they're doing. I'm not saying it's easy. But you've got to find a way to win these games when your team gets you up 10 points. That's not Kyle Shanahan. All right, we're going to hit all of this with Ephraim Salam. I'm going to ask him a question, what it is to lose the Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to love it. He might snap at me. It's okay, though. We're going to ask him because I want to know. Ephraim Salam, up next, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 